A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365, ladies and gentlemen. Liverpool played Manchester United after they went through in the Champions League. Spurs played Burnley, they're through as well. And Man City face Everton. Good tidings, good greetings, everybody. Football, 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 football. I was sat at home and I was like, I wonder who Newcastle are playing this weekend. And I looked and I thought, yes, I can watch that. <laughs> it's Huddersfield. Do, do you want to know how um, serious we're taking football on this preview show this week? Well, wow. Pete Donaldson is wearing a football shirt in the studio. Yeah. Possibly Whoa. the sweatiest box in all of London. Yeah. He wants to draw that sweat away from his body and cool himself down. Exactly. And it, and it is a Japanese football team. Of course it, it is. is. Tokyo Verdi. Tokyo Green. Weren't, weren't always called Tony, Tokyo Verde. They're called something else. Tony Verde. Tony Verde. <laughs> Tony Verde. Tony Tokyo. <laughs> Lovely old job. But Newcastle, they are playing this weekend because it's a full round of Premier League. Do you sometimes think a the full Premier League... compliment. The Premier League don't leave them out every now and then. No, yeah, no, but, but, like, what, yeah, but like, I think Newcastle, um, to, much as to the chagrin of the fans, are always kind of like Monday night, Sunday afternoon, and there's very few three o'clock kickoffs for Newcastle at the moment because um, you'll see goals on it either. You've end, got to consider right? playing Wolves being mm. on Sunday as, as on the telly as, as a super particularly Sunday. unlucky. You saw sending mm. off, you saw a goal. But you or say two. You, you can look forward to watching Newcastle. I mean, that is a little bit, um, a little bit sort of uh, premature from you because they are playing away from home. So yeah, mm. who knows what could happen? Mm. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that one in a little while. Yeah, we've got to run an order there, Pete. So it's always always the same, mate. Well, you you bring up all sorts of nonsense at the start, like your shirt, exactly. Yeah. Tokyo <laughs> Verdi are not in the running order again. <laughs> they are in mine. How are they getting on though? Uh, uh, well, they're in J two, aren't they? They don't exist they're anymore, do they? <laughs> How are they getting on? They're in J two, aren't they? Forget about them. Mm. <laughs> Fair yeah. weather. My team's Venfra Kofu anyway. You don't even know which league. Peter, in. Do, do they exist anymore? Yes. Have they, got, have they got a different name though? No, I think it's still Tokyo Verde. Oh, okay, okay, right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Premier League time. Mm. Enough of the Japanese League chat. I think we covered that comprehensively. Mm. Manchester City face Everton. This one gets the Premier League's weekend action up and running. Pep will be keen to get back to winning ways in the league. They won in the Champions League, of course, Jim. But last time out, they lost to Chelsea. They did. Yeah, but I'm, they're a relentless winning machine, aren't they? And they've got back to winning ways. In the Champions League, as you say, so I think I think they'll probably be fine. Although that said, Everton do do all right against them. Um, I think they've scored the most goals against Pep Guardiola's Everton in the league. Although I'm, I have a history of confusing stats with Everton. Did so you say Pep Guardiola's Everton? One. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect example. <laughs> okay. Um, we talked about last time Man City got beaten. They then just last season um, they. Well, not last time I got beaten, but when when they had a difficult result, they then just went on to bludgeoning their way to the league. Yeah. But they didn't have anyone breathing down their neck at that point. No. And Liverpool are much better this season than they were last season, of course. Well, Liverpool are holding their heads down under the water. Exactly. Mm. While also wedging them a bit. Are they really, though? Because they're only... No. Well, they're, By Man City standards. They're one point ahead. If anything, they're threatening to um, report them to the pool lifeguard for <laughs> a bombing. 
they're, yeah. they're not they're properly flicking, drowning them. They're flicking match heads at them. Yeah. Yes. They're but, getting um, their McDonald's um, straw and blowing the paper covering off oh, at them. The thing is, that. but they were doing, they were doing yeah. that up to now, and now a bigger boy's come along. <laughs> that's won loads of European trophies. But ages ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let, let's well, face it. Let, this, this bully's brother did that. Let's face it, Everton let's at the moment say. are in full self-harm mode. They are just unbelievably good at muffing things up. Uh, they did uh, against uh, Watford. They did against uh, their rivals, Liverpool. Man, Man City may not need to win this match. They, they may not have to win this match. Everton could, Ever could just Everton? sort of... I know what you mean, Should but they, they the salvaged a point, though, against Watford. They sort of muffed it up, but then they just about patched it up. They only drew against Newcastle at home. Ooh. That tells its own yeah, story. exactly. That is a good We'll have point. more on um, Everton later on. Now, you, you know that um, the, the, the cast, the shadow cast by the curse of the Rodden family <laughs> yeah. is, yes. is a very long one indeed, yes. the shadow. And as a result, it's become... This is of, for betting purposes. Yeah it's, yeah, it's become not the done thing to go near Everton when you get selected for the mm, best bet. Yeah, that's right, yeah. All I will say is oh, there's more on that later. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a cheeky little insight. Yeah, a little, che- mm. little teaser trailer for you. A little teaser, but, but, yeah. But man, there's talk of Fernandinho being a doubt for this game. And I, I yes. think that's probably the most interesting part of this from Man City's point of view. Because I, I think regardless of the chats going on there, I think you, you have to fancy Man City to, to, to win this. Obviously. The reaction that Guardiola will go for from his team will obviously <clears> be as every, every bit as obsessive as you would expect. Yeah. But for that, that area of the pitch for Man City where Fernandinho is is operating is probably the one area, apart from maybe the goalkeeper, where they don't have a decent quality backup of that level. Certainly not in a like-for-like set. No, and, and, and all that's been made of De Bruyne and everything, I know Man City are second, and this time last season they were, they were winning the league, and, and they're going to be driven hard for it this year, I understand that, but... De Bruyne has been missing, and it's not really a. Fa- I mean, you can make a decent quality argument, which I would agree with, that they would be doing better, even better with De Bruyne. Yeah. But you can't say it's properly harmed them. No. But if no one, I, I've, to be honest with you, I've not forgotten about him, obviously, because he's a brilliant player. But <clears throat> at no point this season have I really thought oh, they really missed De Bruyne. Mm. No, and 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 do you think that would be the case if, say, Fernandinho had missed the amount of time that De Bruyne has missed? <sighs> Quite possibly, but we don't know because if if he put De Bruyne back there, then it gives them another dimension they lose something but they gain something you know and, and De Bruyne played in a more deeper position than he's played at times and throughout his career last season and it was very successful so it's difficult to say but I, I do take the point I think Fernandinho is a very important player I mean I think is he in his last year or the second last year of his contract they will need to fill that position mm. more adequately soon because well, I don't think they still have Gareth Barry in the squad no. <laughs> I think he's well Yaya Toure has just left Olympiacos so he will be available <laughs> what, what an illustrious <laughs> time he had there Future Olympiacos Hall of Famer Yaya Toure. <laughs> it man's had a fine career, don't yeah. you? Oh, he has. He absolutely has. Um, Everton, though, is, is, a, is an interesting case because clearly they've got the manager they've wanted for a long time. He's a talented manager. Every player you or ex-player you speak to mm-hmm. says if they've worked with him or know people that have worked with him that he's you know he's top class as a coach and a trainer. But they are a bit inconsistent. And I think maybe it's a bit early in Silva's tenure to, to, to do what he wants to do purely because they bought a lot of players mm-hmm. they had a bit of a transition when Big Sam Ardice was there and that's mm. not what they wanted still and feeling their way around that yeah team. if you look mm. at their last six games they've won a couple drawn three and lost one mm. and it's a sort of a upper mid-table bit of form that yeah. and and if they've got ambitions to finish above Manchester United which we talked about last week and, and we think they should have that ambition um, they're going to need to be a bit more consistent however 
clearly they're not going to be expecting to go to Man City and, no. win, and win the game. No. In a sense, though, is this not the perfect time for Everton to play City? I mean, it's it's never ideal to, to go to the Etihad, is it? But they are. this is a project. They are working on it. They're still ironing certain things out. So this one's almost like a free hit. You know? I think it's the worst time because they've no? just been beating Man City. If they hadn't been beaten... Um, I mean, more from an Everton point oh, of view. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, but Man City will have a big... Big say in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, it's never a good time to face them. I would say it was better than worse. We'll certainly see. Hmm. You know what? You know what to play them. If I if I could choose as a manager of a yeah. Premier League team when to play Man City I, away, I'd want to play them on the first day of the season. Yeah, no, because all bets seem to be off on the first yeah, day of the yeah, season, yeah. or at the end of March when they've probably yeah, won, when the they've won the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, they're yeah. just playing like you know dinner well, ladies. I, I think that the, the reason perhaps you're saying Jim is because. They've recently been beaten in the league, and and Chelsea kept a clean sheet. Everton, I think, went to Chelsea and drew nil nil, didn't they? Um, or the, yes, they did. No, they yeah. did. They so, did, yeah. so if yeah. I was Marcus Silver, I'd be saying, so "We've already won effectively. We've yeah. at least we've got a point in the bag. <laughs> Can we make it through? No, I would say that they're beatable because a team has beaten them. Well, Rich Allison, I agree with Silver. I think he probably will score over twenty goals this season. Yeah. He's only got seven. He's missed yeah. a couple of matches out with injury. I think he's, mm. uh, if he gets a chance, he, do, he invariably takes it. He fell away quite badly last season, mm. didn't he? Was Due to fitness some, and yeah, whatnot. Some players do that. Well, we they? talked and... about it before when he'd played a lot of the Brazilian season throughout the summer and hadn't really had a rest, so he was going straight through. So mm. in terms of the physical, there was a decent yeah. reason. It could be other reasons as well. Obviously, Silva got sacked and uh, another manager took over and perhaps didn't get the best out of him. So I said it was a combination of things, but the fitness thing, I don't think, can be easily ignored. Yeah, well, let's hope that that's the case for him this season. He sort of has a more consistent uh, end to the season. But what I mean about Everton in terms of how I think this is maybe a good time to face City is that they're an ambitious club. And they should be welcoming challenges like this. You know, this mm. this is how, how they're going to sort of see how good they are in terms of, you know, the, the best team in the league. I mean, they're sat in seventh. Like, like they're, they're doing well. They're, I mean, compared to the last couple of seasons they've had, this is this is great. This should be, you know, music to the ears yeah, of the Evertonians. So. Yeah, we should, we should say that they got a point at City last season. <laughs> Drew one all. Thanks yeah, to they've, old Wazza. They've done well. They've yeah. done well against um, Pep Guardiola's themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and Everton are a big 12-1 to 1 to win at the Etihad this weekend. Uh, £10 with Bet365 returns £130, including stake. If you cast your mind back to the season before last, uh, at Goodison Park, admittedly, um, but they were able to meet Man City 4-0, Everton. Um, mm. Goals from Lukaku, Morales, Tom Davis, and a young Adamola Lookman. How long ago but was that? But you're still that, young, man? really. Yeah, I, I think with Everton, they've got a, a settled midfield. With a bit of running, with a bit of steel, they were very. They should have kept a, a clean sheet at Anfield. I think they might make life a little bit difficult for but Manchester. Imagine, City. Dig imagine, in there. Imagine, I don't think they'll win, but I think they they could make the life difficult. If they got even just a draw, imagine like the rubbish that will be talked about Man City. In the <laughs> rubbish, second. rubbish, rubbish. Exactly. It's funny they they seem to handle that well, though, don't they? Because they're also like profoundly on the same page. Yeah, that they just move on from it, and they're and also don't... ridiculously expensive footballers. Right, as yeah. well. <laughs> True enough, Peter. Uh, let's turn our attention to Tottenham versus Burnley. Spurs are through to the knockouts of the Champions League, much like Manchester City, of course. Uh, they did it a more difficult way than Manchester. They nearly buggered it up, but Lucas Moura and Piers Eindhoven made sure they went through all oh, Spurs. I was very pleased with them, I have to say. Are Spurs spursing up being spursing? It's I getting a bit meta now. I mean. Yeah, that's very yeah. meta. But, but, you know, the performance that they put in against, admittedly, a, a, te- a team with a lot of change in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. What, Doesn't really count as an achievement, does it? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even win well, the game. Well, we'll see how Arsenal get on tonight, Jim, won't yeah, we? Yeah, we'll see. Um, in a dead rubber. Yeah. <laughs> well, in many ways, which is the best way to watch Arsenal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I re-watched this game this morning, and, I mean, Spurs were really good. They were. Yeah, they I were. Mean, 
it's interesting. They should have won the game. The reason I rewatched it is because um, Guillaume Balaguer, I looked at his Twitter feed and he said, this is without doubt one of... Without any doubt, one of the best performances from a foreign team in the Camp Nou for many, many years. Struggling to remember a team that was so good in many ways here. Mm. They said Bayern beat Barcelona 3-0 at the Camp Nou. Mm. Um, who didn't have, Barcelona didn't have Messi um, in 2013. And it's their only defeat in five years in Europe. And that was not even as good a performance as Spurs' performance yeah. was. It's, it's worth noting as well that Sillison was absolutely superb. It's not like... He made so yeah, many good really saves. Like, it's, yeah. it's not as if Spurs like were blasting over the bar or like, you know, not... Not fashioning clear chances. Like it, it was a really, really good performance from them. They missed a couple of chances. I thought um, Dembele's pace against... That goal uh, was absolutely... <laughs> what a A lot of that has been said about it being a mistake from Kyle Walker-Peters, but I, I that's a bit unfair. It was just pissed, wasn't it? it was Dembele was like, so got good. caught in it's possession. Hard. He got... Well, no... I, I well, just he did. He, he got caught in possession. Yeah, but I just think his, his turn, he just couldn't turn quick. His body shape was... Because he got caught in possession, his body shape was wrong, which meant he had no chance of being able to get up to full pace before Dembele was past him. That's <laughs> what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. But when you say Spurs almost buggered up, do you mean they had so many chances that they 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 well, should? Because have if put Inter had beaten PSV at home, they'd have gone through. Ericsson should have scored. That's yeah. why Spurs nearly buggered it out because Spurs. Yeah. So the point is, Spurs had chances to take the the or, or not take the lead, sorry, because Dembele scored so early on. They had chances. Even when they got one all, Rose smashed one over the bar, which yeah. he might have done that better. That's a great with. move yeah. as well. It was a superb move. And I'm saying that if if Tottenham miss that amount of chances, then they're going to struggle in the knockouts mm. and Inter are better than PSV. Inter should be through based on how the game's panned out and how that last match but you, was. But you, you said, to, we talked a bit about Inter from Inter, Inter's point of view yesterday on the continent, which we is of course out now. You said that you're at the Spurs Inter game at Wembley and Inter deserve everything they get because of the lack of ambition they showed against mm-hmm. Spurs. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. if they had beaten them, it would have been done, wouldn't it? Mm. Completely, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, they, they pretty much... Shot, well, shot, I mean, they? James Wongarsel said that Inter didn't play for a point. He just said Spurs were so good that Inter couldn't get out, and he might have a he may have a point there. And that's the thing. That's why I, I was very pleased to see <clears> Spurs. <throat> as I said, I'm a bit old fashioned with wanting English clubs to do well, but also I'd like to see how Spurs can progress because they were exciting last season. Uh, of course, Juventus beat them, but I, I think the Champions League is is actually reasonably open, especially compared to recent seasons. Yeah. Real Madrid are not the side they were. Barcelona, mm. they're, st- oh, look, they're still flipping brilliant. But they can see But goals. they're not the yeah. side they yeah. were. Bayern are all over the shop. Bayern are not the side they were. That was um, a mad game. See that? The Bayern-Ajax game. Oh, yeah. Real. What entertainment that was, mm. yeah. And Ajax were very do, nearly... Do you, think, do you think, so on that note then, do you think because of all the stuff that's going on in the Premier League this season, you've got this big Liverpool, can they do it type chat, yep. Man City being defender champions, Chelsea have got a new manager and have started really mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. with what we expect, Arsenal on this mad unbeaten run. Do you think what Spurs have done, given they're two points above both Chelsea and Arsenal, made no signings in the summer, mm-hmm. have got through a very difficult Champions League group, admittedly yep. by the skin of their team. No, no, but, but, but they've through. got through yeah, it. But look at, through. you know, you take that with the teams in it. He's done, he's done, a, I mean, Pochettino has continued to do an amazing job and you don't even, and that's before even mentioning all this uncertainty around their stadium and yes. the amount of away mm-hmm. games they've had to play. They're still sitting there uh, on 36 points after 16 games, yeah. two points ahead of uh, Chelsea Arsenal and 10 points ahead of Man United. We know they had their problems, but even yeah. so, that speaks but, and for itself. His net spend is something like 40 million, isn't it? Yeah. Been, it's absolutely phenomenal. I think, I think Spurs, now they're through, they, they could have a similar season to, to what Liverpool had last season in the sense that maybe not win the league because it does look like Man City and Liverpool are mm. the, the best two and you'd expect that to continue, but who knows? Um, but they could go deep in the Champions League. They yeah. really could. And the, and, the, and the way they play, it's exciting stuff. Inter struggled against them, as we just said. They were brilliant at the new Camp, as, as, as Guillaume Balaguer said as well. Um, I, I think that this is the season, surely, where, where Spurs actually 
really go go further in a few competitions, maybe even win a domestic trophy, something like that. I, I, I'm really, sort of quite excited. So much depends on the draw they get, I suppose, doesn't it? They, well, that, and that is a problem because the teams that they will, will face, I mean, you know, it'll be one of Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid or Porto. However, Spurs, I think, would I mean, they, they no won't, they won't play Barcelona? Sorry, that, that no. that's not, they, they won't play one of those sides. Um, but I don't think they should be that scared of any of those teams. No. Well, I don't think they they are either. That's that sort of characterises the way they plan to play. Well, Danny, Danny Rose said that, didn't he? He's either in post match yesterday or, or around the press around the game. He said that the mentality that Pochettino has instilled in that team mm-hmm. has been a huge part of how they're able to do what they're able to do. And if you if you, if you look at the games. I mean, I know that I think Pochettino got it wrong against Arsenal personally, and we've talked about that. But disagree. But other than yeah, <laughs> other than that, I mean, if you take that game out of the equation, I mean, they've won two, four, six, eight, nine games and had a draw since mm. since they lost well, to Man City. They haven't drawn yeah. in the league yet. No, really interesting. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing really, really well, and I think they're, they're in a way there's a chance that because of this idea that a lot of people want to pin a trophy to a team to say that's what they won in that tenure, yep. there's, a, there's a chance that what Pochettino has achieved there in delivering them to a new stadium and achieving all the, improving them so much, because there's been so many other big stories around, Guardiola's Man City, Klopp's mm. Liverpool, Man United's implosion, it might go a bit underappreciated in time, I think. But anyway, that, you'd fancy them to beat um, Burnley this weekend. You would. Um, Burnley are 12-1 to 1 with Bet365. Um, to, to win £10 returns uh, £130 including stakes so another team that's 12-1 to one to win backs to the walls for Burnley you'd think. I think it will be and, and this is this is not the Burnley of, of, of the last season or the season before is or it? even so, last week where they kept a clean sheet perhaps well it could be there we could be maybe they turned the corner Mark. <laughs> maybe they turned the corner but that's they, very true they're, they're only two points off relegation Burnley, All right, and, and we said at the start of the uh, season they might they might struggle alright ladies and gentlemen it's backs to the walls now because it's time for emails with PTD oh no not the beast not the beast Ah! You've got mail. Send us your B related emails. Shortthefootballramble.com. Hello bring to... us some honey. <laughs> bring us some honey. <laughs> We're full of honey. Uh, hello to Nathan <laughs> Nathan Angus. Hello, chaps. On listening recently and hearing stories of people being egged by footballers, I thought I'd tell you a story of uh, having a footballer throw something at me and my friends. The year was 1993. A young player by the name of Chris Bart Williams ah. was starting to gain some attention and breaking into the first team at Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday's finest, Because yeah. of our route home from school, we would often see different football players and once saw Chris Waddle, Nigel Pearson, uh, Carlton Palmer, David Hurst and Viv Anderson in a pub, but that's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs> so 90. <laughs> um, just, let's, just, let's just have a no deal Brexit. We'll be fine. Yeah, so Waddler. <laughs> the Waddler's got involved. The Waddler's yeah. involved. Is that World Cup 1990 squad the most Brexit squad ever? <laughs> I think well, Gary, Gary Lineker ba- balances it out. Though. Yeah. He's one man. Yeah. Yeah, He's but one he's man. Surely He's David very got a lot of reach, though. Though. Surely yeah. David Platt's and, uh, with, with uh, Lineker. Yeah, somebody, know. somebody on the WhatsApp group said, uh, once you've had a taste of a biscotti, yeah. You never go back. So <laughs> you reckon that David Platt is definitely. He looks uh, back at remitting. his time in Serie A with too much fondness to, uh, to ever be Brexit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we would uh, sometimes see Bartman uh, driving along the roads of Sheffield, and he wasn't hard to spot because he drove a black BMW with the number plates of Bart on it. Um, it ART. Being around the age of 12 or 13, we would often shout to the Bartman and see if he would wave at us. He never did. Um, so to the day of the incident, it was a cold day in the middle of winter and we were walking home from school. It had been snowing for two days. I think you know where this is going. Cars were driving past very slowly as there was lots of traffic due to the weather. As we were walking home, we spotted his car and started shouting him. There was no response and through the illegally tinted windows, <laughs> we could just make out that he was staring straight ahead. Being the ingenious person I was, I thought I had a great idea how to get our hero's attention. I made up a snowball and after 
making sure it was perfectly formed and a little bit icy, I launched it at Chris Bart Williams's window. The ball hit it with quite a thud, at which point he wound the window down and we all started waving at him, expecting him to be happy to see some of his fans. <laughs> um, his face showed that we were wrong. The first words that come out of his mouth were, who the fuck threw that? At which point my friends all pointed at me. He then got out of his car and started marching towards us. I quickly started to move away and he started picking up snow and launching snowballs at us, calling his little pricks before storming back into his car and driving off quickly. Oh, that wasn't... I thought he was yeah. going to go over there and like knock him about a bit. But, that, <laughs> but, like, just, but throwing snowballs back... <laughs> knock him about a bit! Whereas, whereas, I wouldn't be reading it out if I was, you know... An, an alleged assault oh, yeah. on a child then by Chris Bart Williams. Then he about like a ragdoll. <laughs> okay, I may not have been completely serious there, Peter, but the point is I was rather relieved uh, and, uh, and pleased that he got involved with throwing the snow as well. Yeah, and then yes. the, 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 the email started it. Yeah. It sounded <laughs> so like this was going to be I mean, a you could reasonably story. expect it to be a, been a bit more violent than that because Chris Bart Williams, from what I remember, was quite tough. Yeah, he's quite a tough like, defensive midfield mm. type player. Mm. Well, the following season, Bartman left Sheffield Wednesday to go to Forest uh, conveniently before the winter came, which we couldn't help but wonder was our fault. Yeah, but oh, yeah. I mean, he's moved from Sheffield to Nottingham there, which is about, what, 20 miles from him. So <laughs> not a huge change, is it? Um, hello to uh, Tim from Boston. He was the guy who had a go at me saying that my uh, puns were stale. Uh, but he's come back uh, with... Uh, they you always know, come I, back. They always come crawling always come back. Crawling back. I, you know how I hate puns? I quite like these ones, though. Um, I took a theme from a recent show uh, and put together an, an all egg 11, right? <laughs> no. You love puns, so I don't know what that noise just came out of your mouth was all about. It was like a lazy prince. You know, when he goes, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like, uh. like that. That's getting yeah. clipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know it's me. <laughs> Jens Lehrman. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, Gary Deviled. <laughs> what but who, what player that? is that? Gary, Gary Neville. Neville. Okay. <laughs> Mamadou Krakow yeah um, okay. Hatcho Monreal oh yeah, I like good. that that's good that that's it Tom Letterly Tom Cleverly, Cleverly. Letterly? That's, that is an absolute what's shoehorn what's, what's Letterly though let me have a look at how's it spelled Letter and then Lee L-Y Letterly don't know no. listeners are Joe, getting mad no no, no but this is, one, this is the one that caught my eye Joe Cholesterol <laughs> 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 Andreas in Anesta yeah. Oh, good. yeah that's good that's probably Juan, the best one yet Juan Roman Rochelle May He's done shell twice. He's done yeah. shell twice there. Has he? That's all right. No, he hasn't. I don't know if he has. He I don't think he did shell no, twice. Oh, okay. No. Uh, Romelu Leclugu. <laughs> <laughs> El Hadj Coop. Yeah, mm. uh, that's and finally, and finally for now, uh, Diego, Diego Forlan. We're gonna it's, get... it's an odd formation, a very narrow 3-4-3, uh, three, three, uh, but we all know that egging is a mostly offensive mindset. <laughs> we, need, we need to put it out there right now. Mm. You are going to be absolutely inundated with pun 11s now. We don't. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, we do anyway, and I don't. I we're not. We're not going to read them out. So don't bother. Uh, he has put some um, poachers to throw on late <laughs> in the game. Ole Gunnar Yorkshire and uh, Javier Chick Arito Hernandez and Hen Goran Eriksson will be obviously managing. Hen Goran Eriksson. There, there we you go. go. That's nice. nice. His, his face lit up then. Yeah. Save yeah. yourself with the finish there. Marcus was almost <laughs> asleep. <laughs> Hen Goran Eriksson. I want to see Marcus go full prince in the middle of uh, Kiss. Only wearing purple. I don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. In a purple velvet suit. <laughs> to be honest, like I, would, I, would, shirt. I would do Kiss more like um, Tom Jones did. Yeah, of course yeah. you would. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's my Tom Jones impression. Mm. Well, Everyone pray silent for Marcus's <laughs> Tom Jones impression. Ooh. <laughs>
That sounds like it. That's, no. It's good. It's very good. <laughs> What's he, it's so succinct. What's he doing in that impression? Anything. Oh. He, that's the, all the, the noise he makes these it days. It sounds yeah. like his Nelson Mandela just shortened. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Yes, there he is does. a bit of crossover. There's a yeah, Venn diagram yeah, I'm imagining yeah. in my mind Similar there. Men. Martin yeah. has got in touch on the emails. Uh, evening, chaps. It's actually quite an interesting point. I don't know whether <laughs> you guys are across this, but after watching another goal kick getting retaken after an Everton player stepped into the box, I was wondering, is there a rule to stop a team doing this to waste time? With more teams playing out from the back than ever before, this seems like a bit of a free pass if you're under pressure just to step yeah. in the box. Or on the flip side, is it an opportunity for that well, wily old Fox Warnock to uh, spot a gap in the time-wasting market? <laughs> Martin's hit on something there because I've heard that that is being looked at. Someone was talking mm. about it a week or so ago because uh, for, for clarity, everyone has to be outside. Um, the, the ball has to leave the penalty area from a goal kick. Right. Um, and, but, but if someone steps in or it doesn't, there's yeah. no punishment. It just has to be retaken. So Martin's absolutely right. Well done, Mark. If, you, if you're a team under the cosh, you could just do that a couple of times, probably. You'd mm. probably end up getting a booking for like unsportsmanlike behaviour yeah. or whatever. And for, for time wasting in general, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so there is covers that. But there is talk could change the rule, which says actually that it's a pointless rule anyway. That it shouldn't yeah. necessarily need to leave the, the the penalty area purely because if it doesn't, you're putting yourself under pressure, yeah. not anyone else. So watch that space, I guess. Mm. But also, I think, but I think he's talking about opposing players encroaching in the um, in yard box being. Well, it could work either problem. way, couldn't Cause, it? Because you, you could just kind of stodge up the match. It could work either way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort it out. Every team's. Sort it out, FIFA. So. Goalkeepers yeah. have changed. Uh, if you want to get to the show, show at thefootballramble.com. If you want to be a part of Pete's Boston Bee Party, yeah. you've got to get with his <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Nice. Thanks very much. After the break, it's Liverpool versus Manchester United. See you in a minute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cheers, Jeff. Cheers, Peter. Cheers, Jeff. <laughs> it's the big one. It's Liverpool versus Manchester United. So Alex Ferguson's favourite fixture, mm. some might argue. <laughs> uh, Liverpool are through to the last 16 of the Champions League themselves. Mo Salah with the goal against Napoli. Liverpool were very wasteful on the night. They nearly buggered it up as yeah. well. They needed Alisson to uh, smother a shot from Milik. Right at the de- that would have been such a sickness. Yeah, and the thing is, if Liverpool were two 0 up and and Milik had scored that, they would have gone out as well. But they didn't. They're through. That's the point. Um, and uh, and as I said uh, earlier, you know, to remind you of the teams they could face: Barcelona, Bayern, Borussia Dortmund, Paris and sorry, not Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid or, or Porto. Um, it's a good list of teams they could also not face as well. Both times, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, obviously they're second in the group that's why they have to face some of the big boys much like Manchester United as well but but so yeah. much does depend on the draw in when it comes to ha- with, to teams who actually have reasonable expectation to, to have a chance of winning the, the tournament mm. you have to get a yeah. good draw if you pull Porto out of that you'll laugh well, Porto are rubbish but, but you're laughing you're, 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 you'd much rather Porto long. than but, but the, the point I was just going to make was that sometimes some years it feels like even if you come second yeah it doesn't matter because yeah. other groups yeah. go the way I, you don't expect. I should say that I've forgotten Juventus actually in that uh, mm. little list mm. there that they, they could face as well. Also, I mean, the next round isn't until what? Is it February? So form mm. form is is quite different 
by that point. Yeah. So it, it, what looks like a bad good or point. good draw now can can often yeah, be irrelevant a, by then. Did you see some of the chat that uh, Carragher was saying on, I think it was on Monday Night Football about Liverpool, how Klopper's, you know, we talked about how he's reshaped the attack and, and focused on defence. And he's saying that, that Liverpool really struggled around, was it Christmas time or, or New Year last year? Yeah, it was in January, was it? Was it in January? I forget, the turn of the year. And he said, now, if you look at them, they, they've, they, there's a lot of more squad rotation because mm. they've got the squad to do it. Shakiri's come in a lot. Uh, they've not been playing. Um, they've, they've not been going full throttle, essentially, like they, they did last season. Now, they didn't tie towards the end of last season. In fact, if anything, they, they kind of sped up. But, of course, the earlier season form meant that they were nowhere. Well, they had to, didn't they? Exactly. Yeah, been, they, I think that's been the case for the last two seasons. That yeah, been and, and Carragher was saying that he said Klopp is an even better manager than he thinks because he's actually reassessed a lot of stuff. And and seems to be putting it right now. And he said it'd be interesting in in the second half of the season because I'd love to see Liverpool just yeah they just suddenly ramp up the gears again yeah if they can if they can play like they did at the end of of last season mm. um, in the second half of this season but but keeping the clean sheets and keeping it tight at the back I mean they'll be phenomenal yeah there is this sense that they are sort of holding back a little bit and mm. we've you know with the, the the firepower they displayed last season is is still just there and ready for, for when it needs to be unleashed. What I find really interesting ahead of this game is that. Um, Mane, Salah, or Firmino, uh, Firmino have never scored or assisted against Man United. Um, That's an incredible in, in the Premier piece League. Of work. Which, yeah, it's, it's actually is that, right. one, is that a stat or is that another one of your stats? It's from the Premier League's <laughs> website. Fair <laughs> enough, so it's one of theirs. Mo Salah was kept very quiet by uh, Ashley Young, if I remember correctly, yeah. at Old Trafford uh, last season, and, and Mourinho. When I mean, I know this game's at Anfield, I believe, but when Liverpool were in full flow at, towards the, the end of last season, it's certainly in the second half of the season, I remember Mourinho's Manchester United, they beat them 2-1. Yeah, Rashford scored a couple, didn't he? I think that's yeah. right. And he really, it was, it was exactly what Mourinho loves to do, is to spoil the party for the opposition mm. who are playing very attacking football. And he's great at doing that, mm. to be fair to Mourinho. He's done it time and time again. This time round, they're away from home. Um, Liverpool will play on the front foot, but they're not as uh, as as we've just said. They're they're not as full throttle as they as they were. Be, I'd be interested to see how but, Mourinho approaches. But them. last season at Anfield, it was nil nil. It was a massive anti climax. Yeah, he spoiled that one as well, really, because yeah. he gave Liverpool a load of the ball. Sure, United only had like a handful of shots at, at best, from what I remember, mm-hmm. and he spoiled that one as well. Will will so will Klopp play someone like. Well, not someone like, will he play Shakiri then in the game, who's been quite good but at picking the lock and playing some... It depends on how stubborn you think Mourinho is from the Man United side because the situation is different. Last year, Man United were the second best team in the country. They came second. Mm-hmm. Um, they finished above Liverpool, as we know. But this season, they're playing catch-up already. Yeah. So they are a good amount of points behind these other big teams and they need to do something about that. So what it comes down to is whether you think Mourinho is so beyond caring that he'll try and do exactly what he did last season, given that he's playing against a team who are already 16 points ahead of them, mm. and a draw isn't really going to do anything for their chances, or whether you think he's going to have to actually go for it. If, if he has to go for it, it could be a great game. Well, it's, it's an interesting insight into his mentality, isn't it, whether he goes for it or not, because if you to take what he says at face value, which I know most of the time you shouldn't do, about how you know he's he was talking about the defeat at Valencia and he's learned nothing from that and criticising his players again and all this stuff that we got so used to him doing like if he really believes in his team this little 
then he will approach it as damage limitation because mm. it, it, he'll he'll think a point is a really good result and try and set up to spoil it like that. And, and then say, oh, we're, we're away from home against top of the league. It's a yeah. good point. Sort yeah. Of thing. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, what can I do? I've, I've you know, barely been able to sign a player. Blah, blah, blah. All that. It's just... Oh, it's... Do you fancy Paul Pogba to start? No, I really don't. <laughs> I really... I think he'll probably try and make a point again, especially after, you know, some of the... Well, did he not start the game Friction against Fulham when they won recently. well? Yeah, that's right. But, 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 but he has, he has started like... a lot. He has started a lot. Um, aside from that, though, I mean, he started last night, of course, and he started. I mean, most of the games recently, hasn't he? Well, did you see? He didn't the... start against Arsenal, but then that was perhaps to use him as a weapon off the bench. I just feel like at this point they just bring the worst out of that's each right. other. That's right. This is. Yeah. Well, did you see the comments that one of Mourinho's close friends and former spokesman, um, Eladio Paramesh, said? recently that Pogba was signed for commercial reasons now that's been yeah, that's... doing the rounds for, for a while whether that's true or not I think that's an oversimplica- uh, oversimplification of that yeah pa- perhaps surely. we shouldn't speculate on that but he went on to say without terriers like Matuidi and Kante at his side he's virtually worth nothing on the field Man United did not give Mourinho terriers despite advice to Ed Woodward last summer so he's saying that with certain players around Pogba he's, he's not good enough but you've, you've sort of intimated that as well this season well yeah yeah, I mean, but well, you haven't gone to that extreme, but yeah. you have said that similar. similar I, th- I thing. think that's the, no, but, that's the issue, though, isn't it, Luke? It's the it's the extreme of it. There's absolutely no way that Paul Pogba is is useless without a certain I, type of player. Exactly, you're the yeah. manager. You've got to get the best out of him. Completely. And and if, Matt, if you don't have what you need, then find a solution. Yeah, I think you know Matic is is a, is a player that could surely play with Pogba. I mean, the midfield that Pogba played with at Juventus was a bit different. I mean, didn't have ten. Yeah. Okay, Arturo Vidal maybe, but Andrea Pirlo in his in his latter years was hardly a terrier for crying out loud. No. So so he can play in certain midfields. Also, we we talked about Man City earlier. If they missed Fernandinho, they they would he would be a miss. They would you know so so sides certain players complement other players. That's fine. But to say he's, he's useless. Well, I just think that Maria doesn't know what he wants. So mm. the two examples I give for that is one that he's changed his team more than any other team in the Premier League this season. And two, that he's caught between two stools. You, you talk about what you said earlier is absolutely correct. He loves to spoil the party. He takes great pleasure from getting a nil-nil at Liverpool or, or, or squeezing out a 2-1 at home to Liverpool or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But he also is very aware of the of the tradition at Man United. and that, that You can't do that every week. You can't be manager mm-hmm. of Man United in front of 76,000 fans every other week and stick a load of cloggers in midfield. And, and expect to get away with it despite what the results are because Man City are so much better than that and Liverpool have shown to be so much better than that this season as well. In addition to that, you've got a player like Paul Pogba who does need clear direction, who does need to be looked after properly and does need to be paired up with a decent manager who knows how to get the best out of him. Mourinho is never going to get on with him because Mourinho wants to be the big star at the club he's at and not Pogba. He's not, he's not a Deschamps who will just do whatever yeah. it takes. I mean, look at Deschamps in the summer. Changed it up, didn't he? Halfway through the World Cup or wherever it was. It's not working. I need a focal point. Put Giroud in there. He wasn't thinking, oh, Giroud's not good enough, so I'm yeah. not going to play him. He was saying, what's going to give him the best chance of winning the World Cup? That's mm. what he did. And he let Pogba go on and express himself by, as as this guy's saying, and as, as of you said, Marcus, putting players around him to make him better. Mourinho's never going to do that. Mm, no. it, Mar- Mourinho just reminds me of current day Billy Corgan refusing <laughs> to play the hits. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I can, just I can, I can, stubborn. Just, I, 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 I know what's right, even if everyone hates well, it. Well, that's not technically accurate because he's obviously gone back and reformed uh, with James Iha and, and the rest of the band, so they are kind of playing the hits now. So, uh, update your references. I mean, Jim. it's <laughs> I'm saying. it's a figurative. You've comparison. taken it. It's an out of date comparison. Man United are seven to one with Bet365 <laughs> to finish in the top four this season. Ten pound returns eighty pound, including stake. And despite all this rage, Mourinho is still just a rat in a cage. And, and rat in a, a cage. And a very <laughs> rat in a hotel. <laughs> a very, a very good reminder there 
that absolute Pete Donaldson, absolute radius Pete Donaldson is in the room. He's yeah. the man. Pete plays the hits. Exactly. Whether you want him or not. Damn right. I just think from Nickelback. I <laughs> just don't think Manchester United will be able to get past Allison. Yeah, he's well, he's a brick wall. He is a brick and wall. And he and he is something that James Horncastle on the concert was banging the drum for all last season. Uh-huh. He's keeping Edison out of the Brazilian national team for a reason. He's the best goalkeeper in Italy, possibly the best goalkeeper in Europe. And I think Liverpool fans, because they saw him concede quite a lot of goals against mm. against them in the Champions League, there was probably, understandably, a little bit of sort of uh, trepidation there. But clearly, he's, he's been fantastic. Yeah. And it, Well, he's made his one mistake for the season as well, hasn't he? It's done. As Klopp so told us. Yeah, it can't happen again. It's like chicken pox. <laughs> it is. Right then, let's go further down the table to Huddersfield versus Newcastle. I, Newcastle. I didn't think we'd be featuring this match. That's why I mentioned it at the start. But you know, didn't read run order. Just, okay. know, if, if, I only, if only I'd have made ne- a note of it and sent it to you last yeah. night. Never get this far. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never get that far. On the yeah, game, well, either. Peter, you're sitting there with a with a Japan uh, Tokyo Verde football club top on sixth in J League two. There we go. Is that what you've been doing the last ten minutes? Pa- Checking possibly. It. Yeah. Okay. Well, Their last results: one all, one nil, one nil, one all. Not high scorers. Mourinho esque. Um, Newcastle, <laughs> they've been looking at Japan internet to Richu Doan, who currently plays for FC Groningen in the uh, Eredivisie. He was linked to Manchester City last summer. And obviously deemed not good enough. They need an, <laughs> they need an attacking midfielder, don't they? They, need, they need to create something because they just look the, very flat. The Benitez quote about it is mad. Yeah, well, he said <laughs> he was asked about his future and any potential signings. He says, when we talk about my future and what might happen, we're talking about the future of Newcastle United, not Rafa Benitez. The club signs players. I don't take them home with me. Unless you're Andy Carroll going to Kevin Nolan's house. You've been banging on about transfers for about a year and a half. Do you want this player or not? I think he's Mar- well. I think it was in general. Mm. Why is he not supportive of Mike Ashley trying to save the <laughs> British High Street? I ask this question every week and I don't get an answer. Well, he, well yeah, there was supposed to be in for Miguel uh, Almiron uh, in uh, obviously over the pond, uh, and he's apparently like you know the the, the greatest star in. Mm. And he's nearly said Nazel. Where did that come from? Atlanta. He's he's like his incredible kind of creative midfielder. Again, in a in a fairly poor league, that 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 is um, that is up for debate. But like basically, they're not willing to put their money in their pocket for that, so they're just going to be going for loan deals again because Mike Ashley once again, mm-hmm. like like a train on time, the one thing it's on a, time every time. Every time before he has to spend any money, he always has to take over is is impending, so he doesn't have to spend any money in the transfer window. And it's happened again, and we fall for it again. It's Lots like when blah, Arsenal blah. used to do it before the season ticket renewals. Mm. Oh, you Ooh, won't you believe what we're going for. Yeah, Rival. <laughs> <laughs> Julian yeah. Draxler doesn't happen yeah, that, every that, time yeah that was that was every transfer window for about four years mm, uh-huh. well yeah. staying with uh, Newcastle and Japan related news good news is that Yoshinora Mutu has not been selected for the Japan going to the Middle East for the Asia Cup in, in January so it's, it's the Newcastle effect you just get dropped for your national team yeah well he's free to stay and play for Newcastle he is I mean he's played no he won't time be picked. <laughs> <laughs> in theory that is absolutely correct he's behind Hosselu in the pecking order yeah. oh, that's, all you, that's all you need to know yeah. about that Oh, we, we are down on Newcastle today aren't we, we in, on the like tour, every other day in the Tour de France if you if you're <laughs> so far behind on a stage mm. they have this thing called the broom wagon which sweeps you up and you have to go in the back of the broom wagon and be driven back <laughs> yeah. and it's like who drives it is it Andy Peters driving the broom wagon could be yeah uh, Andy Crane and, <laughs> and it's seen as the biggest indignity to befall a cyclist oh, okay, right? you only right, ever yeah. do it if you're injured or you're, you're bonked or you're, you're, gone. you're gone you're bonked um, do they put you on the back of the car where the bikes are you have to wear yeah. a clown, a clown <laughs> coat a his hat yeah. or, is it, or is it like the, the car the Pope drives around everyone it is, can see yeah, you it's like that uh, and I, I would like to sort of tentatively venture <laughs> that being behind Hosselu as a striker in the pecking order yeah. is the footballing equivalent to that 
Well, yeah. Five million pounds. Yeah. That's what it gets you. <laughs> That's what it gets you these Whoa. days. That's what I guess Mike Ashley these mm. days. Absolutely. What about Huddersfield, though? They're unlucky not, hold, not to hold on for a point against Arsenal. Yeah, um, they, they made yeah. it really well, difficult for us, didn't they? Yeah. They did, yeah. but they've been dealt the bad news that Aaron Moy is out until February. Yeah, that is a blow. That's a, yeah, big, it's a huge blow. Big blow. Big blow indeed. Yeah, he'll miss uh, the Asia Cup as well for Australia. It's sad for him. Uh, so they were going to miss him for a bit anyway, but but obviously you'd rather him go to an international tournament than be injured. Uh, Captain Tommy Smith uh, tore a hamstring as well. He's out until January. So bad news for Huddersfield, mm. who have been showing uh, a little bit more uh, recently, trying to galvanise themselves and, and, and so on and so forth. But two big losses there. Mm. Will Newcastle capitalise, Peter? Um, it's they unlikely. Don't, they, don't, <laughs> they don't generally take their chances, but if... Uh, <laughs> They, they should. But they'll give it a go. If, if they want to not be in the conversation when it comes to um, the relegation battle at the end of the season, they need to be winning those matches yeah, well, neither, from home. Exactly. Neither of those teams have won their last three Premier League games. I think mm. Huddersfield lost three in a row. But you're right, they did show a bit against Arsenal. But they, they're the lowest scorers in the league. I think they've yeah. scored 10 mm. goals in 16 yeah, this season. With Moy missing as well, that yeah. sort of creativity in the engine room is is, is lacking. Mm. And, and their best player is Philip Billing, as I said last week, and he's a defensive midfield player. He's really come of age this season from what I've seen. But he's not going to get you goals. Mm. Yeah, he can do a bit of everything. Him, but he's not going to score you 10, 12, 15 goals. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be tough for them. Newcastle are 21 to 10 with Bet365 to win this game. £10 returns are £31, including stake, should they do so. I fancy a 3 1 Huddersfield after, after we've said all that. Do you? Really? Why not? Yeah. Eh? Philip Billing hat trick. What? On his is... way to getting exactly uh, 15 goals this season. Best bet with Bet365, Luke Moore. Well, we've Steve, been waiting for this. Steve's still in the hot seat. Yes, Steve O. And I think I'll let him take up the, uh, the mantle. And he says, um, nice to get off to winning ways last weekend, guys. I'm going to stick with the plan. Oh no! And play relatively safe, um, but I've seen enough of Man City's games in recent weeks. Oh, Steve! To know they're not playing that well, I might be mad, but my gut feeling is there could be a bit more mileage in opposing them before they click back into ruthless mode. Steve, you daring bugger! Marcus is gutted about this. There's... No, I'm no, I'm sort of uh, partly gutted, but partly like this is. Brilliant. I have to say, when I saw the email dropping, I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> There's no real logic to my pick. Everton are, are a bad away side and haven't knocked a victory at a big six club since December 2013. <laughs> Backing them to win would be pushing our luck, but they can be the sort of team who can frustrate the top sides and they've not lost in their last three visits to the Etihad. Steve, what are you doing? Liverpool should muller Man United in the Sunday afternoon game. Going off general form, it shouldn't be much of a contest, but United's recent record in the fixture overall is surprisingly good. I'm tempted to go for the home win, but could see Jose going eight at the back again and spoiling for a point. With that in mind, we're going to go for a Merseyside double chance double. Whoa. So prick up your ears. This is what needs to happen. Everton and Liverpool, both of them, need to get a point or better in their games against both Manchester teams. Blimey. So it's, it's, it's Everton or draw and Liverpool or draw in the game. Um, Bet365 offer odds of 4.25 to 1. So £50 returns £262.50, including stake. He says, uh, I'll be back in touch this time next week to absolutely shellac the hat-trick into the top left. Tell you what, <laughs> that is big licks from Steve. And I can't, I really want this to happen. So basically, as a collective, the two sides, if they get... A two, point or better. Two, four or six points between them. Yeah, a point or better, yeah, for yeah. both teams. So, um, you understand what, what, what that yeah, is, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. give you a quick recap. So, yep. it's a double chance double. Everton and Liverpool to draw or better in both their games. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 plus to, to gamble, of course. All proceeds to pr- uh, Prostate Cancer UK. Do gamble responsibly. BeGamblerware.org for more information on that. Good luck to you, Steve. The curse of the Rodden is is a strong, strong curse <laughs> to be taken seriously. <laughs> but I respect you staring it down no, and do. saying... I'm fed up of this. Could he Could he not only get his second bet in a row, but lift the curse forever? Yeah, yeah. Find I, out this weekend. <laughs> and I there love, will be DVD extras. I, uh, I, 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 kudos to you, Steve. I'm impressed. I really good. Good impressed. for you. Yeah. 
This is he's a daring better, and that's what we like. Okay, then, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for going for gold. Time for gold. So, so here's on, and the time is right. It's time for you, what you to play the game. Cause people are coming, everyone's trying, trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky where the stakes are so high, we're all going for going for gold. Because it's such a catchy song. You don't really sort of notice that one of the lines is people are coming. It's just unnecessary. No, it doesn't need no. to say that. Uh, people are arriving. Why did you sing it like that then? Yeah. Peter? Why don't we have the whole one, Pete? That's what I want to know. Do I? Sorry. The whole song. Uh, we did three minutes before. of it. Yeah, <laughs> it ticks all the boxes for me. Marcus, the listeners like it. Marcus genuinely is going to have an annual. I like it. Yeah. Marcus hates it. Yeah. <laughs> it ticks all my boxes. <laughs> I I, uh, I thought it was all right. I, <laughs> I'd like to. I just felt sorry for the listeners, but mm. they do. They can skip through it. If I, you know, you know, the idea that if you are so wealthy, you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah. I is Pete nearly there? You can like a lot. Lout. Yeah, yeah, but like a lot. Of, so if I was that name, what's, what's that guy's name? Michael Carroll. Carroll. Michael Carroll. Mm, I think Lout. I would my my personal own personal dirt bike track at the back of my house would be Marcus's <laughs> birthday. Sven Joran Eriksson comes out the cake yeah. and sings the whole of the Going For Gold theme <laughs> uh, That would be mate. That would be, that would be class. Be Todd grip, grips the knife. No, he's on the accordion, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Accordion, yeah. Absolutely. I would do the same, but not on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, just at any just time. I'd like day. to see how you reacted yeah. to that. Every I'd be up day. for all of that. Right, who sent the clues in this week, Pete? I won last week. Tom um, Cluett. Tom Cluett. Tom Cluett. Nice. Nice. He, he might have emailed him before. He sounds and, like a game show host. Nominative Luke, determinisms, Tom Cluett. Yeah, and Luke uh, <laughs> and Luke said that he sounds like a Poirot kind of character. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, it, well, it, it put him off emailing for a little while that's all I'm saying that's alright um, that's, that's, that's alright that's why was he under I mean, investigation that's, li- that's literally the aim <laughs> uh, right first clue I was born 15th of April 1986 ooh youngie youngie stop. in his 30s stop I'm going to go for Jermaine Genus incorrect stop I'll have Danny Osvaldo incorrect I'll go for, stop. I'll go for Bradley Wright Phillips. Incorrect. Um, my clubs include Manchester United, Royal Antwerp, Wickham Wanderers, and Bristol City. Oh, that's a good, very good mm. clue. I should. I feel like I should get it off that. Stop. You, Marcus wants me to say Ronnie Woolwork. <laughs> Incorrect. No, that's not. I'm trying to think of the. So, what were the clubs again? May United, Royal Antwerp, um, Wickham Wanderers, and Bristol, Bristol City. City. Who was the keeper? Oh, I think I might have it. I think I might. I think I might well have it. May I move on? You can. Mm-hmm. I can't have another guess. So. I have played in League Two, League One, the Championship, and the Premier League. Yeah, we know that from the clubs. Well, not necessarily. No, I, I don't you think I've fat-headed idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Tis the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, we yeah. know, we know yeah. that because of the clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Peter. I was going to say, just because you can't edit good clues. Yeah. I can't edit good yeah. clues. <laughs> Tom Cluett, come on. <laughs> Next. I have three caps in my country scoring zero goals. Stop. Is it Roy Ca- No, it's not Roy Carroll. He's Roy Carroll, much Stop. older than Sorry. that. Marcus God, no, he had more than three caps. There's no Clayton Blackmore. Obviously, he's not 32-year-old Clayton Blackmore. Yeah. I'm going to Google how old Clayton Blackmore is because I think that might be the worst shout 45? in the history of this game. Oh, 45? Not the worst shout. Is, is it, it? Pele? Yeah. He's 54. <laughs> <laughs> he's almost double the age. <laughs> in addition to this, I have appeared for England at all youth team levels. Mm. Luke Chadwick's too, uh, too old, isn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I won't say that one then. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> but he didn't he play for... Uh, he Hang didn't on. Play. He named a player. He didn't, he didn't play for them anyway. He didn't play mm. for Wickham. Uh, well, I, uh, well, I've not got anything else, so carry on. Carry on. <laughs> I mean, we're assuming he's English here, I think. He may, may well not be. I won yeah. the championship in 2015-16. Oh wow, that must that must mean Bournemouth. Is that Bournemouth? No, that was that's no, season they were probably after that, wasn't it? Yeah. Which was no, <laughs> so, <laughs> so next clue. So back in a minute, how could he have won the championship in twenty fifteen sixteen? What teams he's played for? May not have ruled out. Yeah, but he might have left out some of the teams he yeah, played he might have for. Left out oh, okay, that's not, the, that's not the, oh, you that's gotta, the. You got to remember that. That's yeah. not the total. Of the t- okay, fine. Okay, carry on. Thank you. Um, I made my international debut as an 87th minute substitute replacing Fraser Foster. Yeah, I told you. It was a, uh, oh, I want to say stop. Stop. Ben Foster. Incorrect. Yeah, that was a poor guess. Well, he's a goalkeeper. He's, yeah, played, for, he's played for Man United. Yeah, well, Ben Foster. Had, but, yeah. He's English. This is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Is this the last clue? Yeah. No, you got one more. Oh, thank goodness for that. Give us it. Stop. Hang on, Jim's having a clue. Oh, stop. I'll go yeah, I know, before the last clue. I know it, it is. Jim out. I know it is. Jim, Jim, Jim. I was going to go Tom Heat. It is, yeah. It is Tom, Tom Heat. Yeah. No, I knew it. I knew it. You were just ahead of me. Yeah. Yes. Well, that might, might have been the worst timing of a guess that we've yeah. ever had on going for Cloud yeah. then, mate. 54-year-old Tom Heat. From the beautiful sound. Lord. Can't wow. all be screamers, can they? No, they can't. Sometimes, Jim, you, you take a deflected one off your backside Indeed. and, and yeah, just move on. Well, well done, done, Jim. Well done, Jim. Oh, and well done you, ladies and gentlemen, for making it this far mm. um, in the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. It is the end. You'll be pleased to know. My name's been Marcus Speller. He's been Luke Moore. Keep a little lookout for a Christmas treat from the Football Ramble Ooh. in your uh, podcast feed. Between a real log. Perhaps even every day. Between now and Christmas. No Ooh. way. Yeah, well, you guys shouldn't be surprised, but I like, I like the actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've yeah. recorded three of them. <laughs> yeah, sure. We've recorded Josh. six of them, you idiot. Have we? Yes. When did that happen? We're Carry not on. through it. My goodness. Anyway, let me do that again. <laughs> um, uh, thanks very much. It's All been right. an absolute pleasure. Cheery bye. 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 was a Radio Staccato production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.